Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, every single week, we like to take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you through the process of change. We're obsessed. We talk about it all the time. And this week's obsessive topic has been all around the idea of cognitive dissonance. Now, it's one of those words that, you know, it's a bit of a funky word. We're going to dive in. We promise we're going to give you some great examples and stuff. But let's start with sort of a definition. What is this thing, Rod? What is cognitive Ah. dissonance? Okay, let me give you the... uh the off the top of my head definition, not reading from the Wikipedia definition here. So okay, it's I love it. <laughs> cognitive, it's meaning it's in your brain. The dissonance is uh, the discord, the, the, a difference or a conflict between something that you believe in and something that you do yourself or something that you, mm. uh, if you see it's somebody, uh, someone else or a situation is giving you proof that conflicts with what you believe in and so that that uh dissonance is um is uncomfortable it's it's awkward you, people don't like it so they they change and as we'll get into it is like typically change your belief or your interpretation of the situation to reconcile uh that because as humans we don't like staying in the state of uh, shame or or conflict or uncertainty. It's like in music when you hear a chord that is just a little bit off and your ear is very unhappy. And then you get back to that like, oh, feeling at the end of any piece where there's like a chord that's back in the same right key and your ear just is like, so happy living yes. in that those moments where it's a chord that where the notes don't sound like they go together it's hard it's hard that's it's hard on our ears we don't like it yeah that's a that is a perfect example a good analogy for us so the yeah, the ear yeah yeah the well let's talk there, there's some neat examples from the uh you know the psychology research where this came out of and this is this is a concept that i you know one of the few things i actually remembered from university that i'd learned and (laughs) and so all those who took a psych class may uh start remembering some of this stuff too which is neat um so before we dive into some of that research maybe let's talk about uh practical examples from our lives that we can relate uh to this do you have any that come to mind for you yeah, to me, like, it's as simple as trying to fit into, you know, we're all on whatever social media we're on. Try, it can be as small as trying to fit into a, a fashion thing that you just know isn't you, and yet you're trying it out anyway. Or it can be as extreme as you're around a table and a bunch of people are agreeing to something that inside you, you know, doesn't align with your beliefs, but you're Mm. nodding along, going along in the conversation anyway. So Mm. it can be as small as like trying on something that you know is not who you are, but you do it anyway. Mm. Uh, Or as big as you're in a social setting and stuff is being said uh, and, and you really disagree, but you're nodding 
because it's just ease of conversation or not wanting yeah. to be that person or second guessing your beliefs to begin with or you know whatever it is whatever it is it's it kind that to me is the continuum of yeah. how this like simple examples of the continuum of cognitive dissonance oh yeah yeah, that makes. And me we've think, all like, been there. We've all been there. Like it's, yeah. it's you know. So no shade to anybody because we have all done these things. So oh my gosh, how many all times, done these things? How many times have I sat in a discussion, whether it's with personal or at work, and people are saying things, and I'm just thinking, oh, I don't think that's the case. And yeah, I just nobody asks me opinion. I just let it go, and your meeting ends, and you move on, and. Um, I think to myself, I reconcile this like, well, you know, uh, I didn't know the right way to say that different opinion or they wouldn't have wanted to hear what I had said because it was. Yes. <laughs> but then if they ask, if they do, they go, let's go around the room. And what do you think about this, Leslie? Or what do you think about Rod? And then you have to either that's the tougher point because you have to then yes. say what you're thinking. Or or lie in a sense or like or be not be truthful. And that that that's too difficult to be. So how I uh, how I think that shows up for me is I is I say to myself I shape my answer, and that's how I that's how I'm just realizing as we talk about this <laughs> I shape my answer is my way of reconciling when I am not necessarily giving my full truth, but uh, I'm putting it in a way like I'm I'm saying it in a way that I think the audience can receive it. Yeah. And I, and I whether or not that's a terrible thing we can t we can debate that too <laughs> but like that's I realize that's why that's how I can now know if I've got cognitive dissonance going on is if I'm thinking well let me see how I can shape my answer to that yeah <laughs> that's when oh, I feel yeah. like I can't be 100% <laughs> get all my words out <laughs> well let me, uh, for me the and this is something that's uh, been with me through my career is that I remember like way back, you know, in the 2000s, I was starting as a consultant and I was doing a project and, you know, I'm good at the analytics and the wonky stuff. And the person I was working with was giving me feedback at the end and saying, and they, I think they were getting a glimpse into me and they're like, look, you know, you're a nice guy, but you know, in certain situations you need to be a different person. And mm. that's, and how they described it was, it's like, you know, you've got your work personality and you've got your home and friends personality and it, and you just got to play, you just got to act in a different environment. And and for me, and I've heard lots of people use that advice actually in different situations. It's like you're, you're playing a role and you're, you're going right. to be different. And, but for me, that just conflicted with values inside of me. Like I'm just, I want to be, I can use these words now, but at the time I didn't know how to express it. But it's like, to me, it's like, I just want to be authentic to who I am. And mm -hmm. that's going to be, I'm going to be similar in all situations. So as you know, as the career goes on, I get similar kind of feedback here and there. And it's always been this struggle because I re recognize that the expectation of, or at least my the perceived expectation of me is to be more forward, direct, type A, extrovert, you know, right. able to think of that great question on the spot, all this stuff. And, um, and it's always, you know, it's always the kind of feedback I get is to be more of these behaviors, which is, so inside I'm feeling this conflict. I can't do it. Or like, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't know how to think about it more. 
this is where framing is great is that more recently i someone said to me that it's you know it's actually about helping myself get my voice out and 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 right. having the impact that i want to have uh and when i thought of it that way i was like yeah i do that is something i want to work on and so it's not about being i'm going to pretend in some situation and be different in a normal you know back at home it's actually in general i just want to get more comfortable about sharing my opinion getting my voice out because that helps me have the impact i want so that so way to see it just helped reconcile that this like conflict i had inside of how i was going to adapt to these behaviors that were expected so it's cool because you're saying what you're so I just what what I hear you saying and what I'm going to try now is it's about how do I first of all bring it to my consciousness but then how do I reframe it in a way that gives me that happy chord so that yeah. I, I hear that like oh yeah I can do this like this can be a part of who I am I'm not uh you know, I don't have to always be this one thing. I can add things to my repertoire as I go. Because yeah. I get the opposite feedback, right? Like my feedback is always like my personality is too big and I have to pull everything. <laughs> I know it's a big shock, <laughs> big old shock. And I have to pull everything back in. And I, I know, right? I know everybody listening is like, that doesn't sound right. Um, but yeah, big old shock. I get the, uh, your personality is too big feedback and you need to rein it in and be more serious you have to be more serious and for a long time inside me I thought well but I I I can't I be serious and fun like can't can't I be both in my head I can be both and so I wonder if that was other people's cognitive dissonance that they were experiencing that you can't be serious and fun at the same time as in you can't talk about serious matters in a fun way way you know and so it was causing them dissonance that they were putting on me who knows but either way i do think i i think but i'd like now that's a whole different path and maybe a whole different conversation around projection which we've talked about before but uh for me i think now as as i hear your story i think about how do i turn it so that it's in my favor so that I really feel like there and I know this like I'm being I'm being a bit hyperbolic but there are times now when I serious Leslie does come out and Mm. uh, you know I can be more serious in a conversation but for a long time I really felt like I was being disingenuous doing that oh yeah like I really felt like I was not being real me but it's it's about opening up to the idea of there being other sides of me I guess is how I'm I'm slowly getting around this one slowly getting around it it is not a turn the page and you're done like it it, you know it is it is definitely work like it's at least a chapter in a book if not a whole book it is not a flip the page and you're done that story I'll tell you that much not for me at least (laughs) this okay I'm gonna now talk about this 1950s psych experiment that I think actually we can use this to explain what we've just uh this aha moment for ourselves. Oh, I'm so, so excited. All, I know I love it when you have studies. Okay, go. <laughs> so first of all, 1950s psych experiments, one of the great things is that they didn't have ethics departments yet in university. So <laughs> I was just, they pretty say, much just I bet it was totally unethical. To. <laughs> <laughs> so this one this one actually is um 
on the spectrum of of you know ethical it's probably okay it's not like the i don't know if you heard of these shock experiment studies that they did or like the prison oh yes you know that yeah terrible so anyways this one is horrible this guy uh what's his name festinger from the 50s he had he was interested in understanding why people in cults could keep on believing once like if they predicted a doomsday uh, would come along and then oh, it didn't come along. right. And then he was like, why, how is it that they're still believing in this stuff? And, um, and then I think he got into the fact they just made up their, like they just changed or adapted their narrative to fit with the belief that they have. But to, you know, as a good scientist, he needed to break it down to an experiment. So he designed this experiment where he had people come in and do a task like, which turned out to be extremely boring for an hour or more for like a really long time. It was like turning a peg in a wooden board or like, you know, something mind numbingly boring. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so at the end, uh, the, 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 that, the, is when the experiment really started. So the person administering it said, listen, uh, you know, could you, tell the next person coming in to do this task could you tell them it's actually fun because you know obviously it was boring but we want them to do it the whole time so can you just tell them that it was fun so that they'll uh, accept doing it and so one you know of course everyone was willing to lie what happened <laughs> everyone was willing to do that and tell them yeah it's great fun you'll love it but they said to this is the experiment here is that they for some of the people they said Listen, I'll give you a dollar if you can tell the next person that it's fun. And then for others, they said, I'll give you $20 if you tell the next person it's fun. That's a lot of money in in the 50s, right? Yeah, exactly. And so now here's the question for you is of the people who got a dollar versus the people who got $20, when they did their post thing evaluation and they they were asked to rate how fun was it? you know on that whatever scale they had how you know how much did you like doing that task were the were the answers the same or different for those who get who got a dollar or got twenty dollars i'm gonna say the answers are different but i have no idea why that is just instinct (laughs) it is pure instinct to say that of course course they were different and then but which which of those two rated the task more fun like so they they were genuinely asked okay now no lies aside. Did you act like, how would you rate the excitement of that task? One of them rated one of those groups rated it higher than the other. And I'll jump to the, rather than quizzing you, I'll jump to the answer. It's the people who received $1 rated the mind numbingly boring task more interesting than the people who received $20. Fascinating. And, and the, and the, the, reason why they explained it's the people who received one dollar it wasn't that much money to lie so right. they but the, if you received twenty dollars you knew why you lied because you got twenty dollars to do it like it's a ton of money right and right so that you didn't that's how you explained it to yourself but for the one dollar ones it was like you had to mm, you know wasn't that much um and so they changed their belief about the situation to be more in line with uh, the other thing about the, you know, the fact that they 
misled. They just sat through and they misled. Yes. Yeah. So that's a little bit like what I, I, as we were listening to our conversation, as we were having the conversation before that, I was like, that's a little bit the same as what we're talking about is like, if we're act if we're asked to act in a way that counters our beliefs and we have no good explanation as why, like it's just because someone tells us we should behave differently at work. Yeah. It, it's conflicting. We can't, it's hard to reconcile it. Um, that's the, the one, you know, that's the, the, or the situation where we have the, like a way to think about it. We can actually shift our beliefs, uh, of what we can do. And almost have to, in order to survive, like there's almost like, to me, as I hear that, I think there's like a, in order to go through life and keep being happy, they yeah. have to reshape that in order not to feel that kind of discord that we've been talking about, that internal icky sound in their ears, however that manifests for That's them. Right. There's almost a, a need, like a human need to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or I would say, which is kind of, I think, you know, you can spend a lot of time in life having this discord, this kind of uncomfortable if you're unable to do that. And I, mm-hmm. I, would, I think there's, you know, for certain things, we do have this uncomfortableness that stays with us. We're never quite uh, there on, on how we're supposed to behave in a certain situation because it conflicts with our values that if we can't reconcile it, you'll stay, you'll stay in that. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I feel my neurons firing this morning, which is like super fun. On <laughs> we're actually on the Sunday of uh, the time change, so it's oh, super yeah. early to have our neurons firing this much. But it's got me thinking: like, am I my actions or am I my thoughts? Yeah. Right, because like actions are, it's out there. It's how I'm living in the world. It's what I'm doing. Yeah. And and so am I that or am I what I think about all of those things, you know, yeah. and I think like the cognitive, what's the opposite of dissonance? Like when everything is reconciled and happy, then mm-hmm. ideally those two things are aligned, but sometimes yeah. they're not. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes I, they aren't. Like, you're so right. The, um, I think changing the behavior is and this is what it's kind of saying is like you you'll you're more likely to change your beliefs and how you view a situation to align with your behavior because you'll Mm -hmm. explain it away it's like i did this um i lied in this situation or i you know did this thing that i'd otherwise would say is morally against my moral code but i did it because dot 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 I explain it. Yes. You know, it's like you're at the counter of a store and the person gives you too much change back and uh, you, you do you like tell them, you walk back into the store, do you keep it? And that's happened to me. And I, and I, and when I, this, when I did this, I was like, oh my God, I'm just explaining this way. I was like, oh, there's many times when I don't get enough change back and I forget and I can never get it back. So this is how it all works out in the end. Oh, like this is how the universe is balancing it out. Interesting. Right. So and I gave, I, I, this happened and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm giving myself this excuse to resolve this conflict of the immoral thing that, you know, I got an extra, you know, 
not a lot of change, but still, it's like I recognize I got yeah. too much back. Yeah. And and then, you know, uh, or like we were saying, like not a lie, but you're not being fully truthful. And you explain it to say, well, I d- didn't want to be too disturbing in that meeting or I didn't want to hurt that person's feelings. Yeah. And so one of the things is to change your act in the way that you can't, you want to be because otherwise you'll shift your beliefs or you'll, you'll explain away, you'll explain, give yourself an excuse on those actions to reconcile that dissonance. Um, so th- as a way to, you know, think about wanting to be the person that you are. And the, the other thing, and I've done this as well is, and I felt a little, you know, if I can't reconcile it, yeah, um, you, I'm actively trying to change the belief. So rather than the default of like, oh, I'm just coming up with this excuse to myself so I can feel better about it. But the other way to do it is to search for different reasons, like be actually active, which is kind of not scary, but it's a little bit like, wow, that's you're manipulating yourself to make yourself feel okay and on why you've done something you know, otherwise would be counter to your values or beliefs. And this comes I'm up. Just, yeah, yeah, go, sorry. go, go. No, I was going to say this comes up in prac- really practical terms. It's like if you're politically inclined to support a liberal or a conservative or whatever, this is where, these are the examples where it comes up. Is like you believe in one side, you don't like the other. Your side acts in a way that actually is conflicting to your beliefs. Mm-hmm. But you, you either very quickly come up with an excuse or you actively search for an excuse to explain away um, that difference because otherwise it's too much of a dissonance or internal conflict between like I support this point of view but my side is acting in a way that I don't like. How am I going to explain that away? I need to find an answer so that I don't feel too conflicting. Yeah, and I think we live in such a polarized time right now that that's the people are forced into that. Like back in the day, you could probably say, "Oh, I voted whatever I voted," but yeah, I really don't like what my leader's doing right now. Like I, you yeah. know, I voted because from a policy perspective, this is where I'm aligned. But I do not like what that person's doing right now. And I think yeah. just in today's day and age, everything is so. Um, like oppositional uh we're, we almost can't it's almost like there's a like there's a shame in admitting that we may have voted for someone who didn't turn out to be who we thought or who made a, yeah. a mistake because we're all human uh yeah. who made a mistake and uh and it it doesn't align and so we live in such a throw the baby with the bathwater kind of society yeah. now that oh, we almost such, like it, so true. it feels like you have to you have to do it or else yeah well there's so much at, it feels like there's so much at risk if we don't you know yeah, yeah. I think you're on to something about the only human thing because it's like in this sense, it, we've talked about that about ourselves uh, to give ourselves a break. But it's it's like if we see this in somebody else, we're either going to or in a situation, we're going to uh, most likely change our value, you know, beliefs to mm-hmm. align or excuse it away. But we don't talk about is this other way to interpret it is to it actually ex- acknowledge it for what it is 
but from a more empathetic perspective than a like oh i have to reconcile it's got to be right or wrong you know yeah they have to be perfect if i support them if they're not perfect i don't support them ah what do i do it's you know as you've been talking as you were as you were talking about your last experience with this rod i was thinking about times in my life where like when I was younger, before I started what I just like to call like the work, right? Like before I really started my path to happy and all that. And I think mm -hmm. about times when I was mean to people or times when I wasn't a very, like the first time I was a people manager and I was really not very good at it. Like I really not very good at it at all. And, um, and I, like, I think about, I think about cognitive dissonance as such fertile ground to grow like such like if we can become aware of those moments where we have this cognitive dissonance because I've always I like I like to think I've always tried to be a good person in my life but I know there are times when I have not been right like I just mm -hmm. I know that and 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 so maybe the maybe the work with cognitive dissonance is being aware of when these moments come up and using it as an opportunity to go, huh, isn't that like, look at it from a curiosity perspective, not a self judgment perspective, and use it as that fertile soil to say, well, what's going on here? Why do I feel this way? Yeah, you know, sometimes it can show up as anxiety in your tummy, or you can't sleep at night, or you know, whatever it is, cognitive dissonance shows up in a bunch of different ways. But if that's going on, Maybe it's that, um, maybe it's just an opportunity to use it as soil to grow something more beautiful and wonderful. Because it's yeah. hard to live with it. It's hard, like, it when it's happening, it's it's really hard to sit in, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. That's so, you know but what, I, you know what you're, you're talking about? What am I talking about? Your most favorite model that I have written <gasps> right here in front of me on my what desk. What is it? I know what it is. I know what it is. Say it, say it, say it. Rain. Recognize, yes. allow, investigate, nurture. Isn't it? Isn't that the, I mean, those, the words that it you, is how exactly. you were describing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much that model comes up in my life. I now, know. Rod, how many times I use that model? I have to write to the person who made it and just sort of tell them how much <laughs> they've changed my understanding of my lived experience because it really is that. It really is that. And also, I think that's within ourselves, but then it's also about having a little bit of loving kindness towards people in our lives who are living in this cognitive dissonance themselves where you can see it from the outside. You can see yeah. that they're like vibrating in a way that is like complete and total discord you know yeah and uh, having a little bit of empathy for those people as well because it's it's a hard place to live like it's yeah. it's not a it's not a comfortable place to live i don't think i don't yeah. I, I mean i was not happy back then and there's no. that great quote i think i told you when we were pulling when we were pulling this top when we were talking about this topic together um that true happiness is when what we think how we feel and what we do is in harmony or is in alignment, yeah. however words. And I, I like, I just, I think that that is so true. Yes. I think it is so true. It is hard to be happy. It's almost the opposite. It's hard to be happy if what we're thinking, doing and feeling are all jumbled up and aren't aligned. Like that is, that is not a path to happiness, you know? Yeah. 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 It's true. That, and that, that quote really, it, ties this all together 
Who is that by? <sighs> I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that um, beautiful yeah. musical chord, Rod. This is such a juicy topic. Who is? I'm the so quote? glad you brought this one up. Leslie? I think it's Gandhi. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's Gandhi who um, said it. Yeah. 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 yeah it is yeah, somehow yeah. more impactful if it's Gandhi versus like. You know, some random random writer on Psychology <laughs> Today or something like that. Although now that I'm obsessed with my library card, I will take random writers all day long. I love my library card. If you don't have one out there, get one. PSA, get your library card. It is a game changer. It's so good. Sure I'm a is. convert, Rod. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you for bringing up this today. topic. This yeah. is such a juicy one. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good to talk to you about cognitive dissonance today. I'm going to be watching yeah. out for it next week. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Leslie. Okay, my friend. Thanks, Rod. Thanks for listening today, guys. Bye. Bye.